How y'all doing? We believe in the saints' communion. So we're doing the saints' communion today, the Lord's Supper. And uh, so go ahead and be, begin pr- preparing your heart for that if you have not. Um, what do you think about when you, when you hear this term, the Lord's Supper? You think about Jesus eating supper? Do you think about uh, cheap wine and bread, do you, uh, stale bread? Do you think about uh, the little juice cups in the Baptist church that, uh, and then also the little medicine-sized bread that they pass out? Do you, um, I mean, can we really not afford any larger bread than that? Um, maybe it brings scars to your life from your childhood. Maybe, uh, maybe you're a child here today and you're already nervous and mad and upset because your mom and dad's going to say, you cannot take the Lord's Supper today. Anybody? Anybody bring back scars? I mean, that's a terrible thing. When you're a kid and your mom and dad tell you you can't do the juice and you can't do the bread, and you're thinking, well, I want to be like everybody else. It's almost like being at a theme park and not being told you can't ride go-karts because you're not tall enough. I mean, it, it hurts. It's very painful. What do you think about? You think about uh, a famous, you know, uh, Leonardo da Vinci painting? I was looking at pictures of the, just some paintings this week of the Lord's Supper, and apparently Jesus and the disciples were always sitting on the same side of the table taking the Lord's Supper. It's like someone said, guys, we're going to take a picture. So they just got on the, the one side of the table. But this morning, what we want to do is to talk about the Lord's Supper in a way that actually makes sense. For us not just to glaze over it and to, to just assume, okay, that's just something we do. Because it's not just something we do. And it's important. It's important to the Lord. It's important for the church. And basically, it's an opportunity for us, every single one of us, to preach the gospel to ourselves. To remember that there's nothing that we can do on our own strength, our own effort, to earn merit with God, to earn a place in heaven, and to have all of our sins canceled, paid for. So if you have your Bible, Luke chapter 22 is where we're going to be, and we'll also look in 1 Corinthians also. Luke 22, Luke 22, we'll be in verses 14 through 20 at first. It's a great day to do the Lord's Supper, especially because so many football fans are in mourning. So you're already getting ready to uh, repent and to get your heart right, to think about the Lord's sacrifice on the cross. Luke chapter 22, verses 14 through 20. I'd like us to stand in honor of reading God's Word if you're physically able. Luke 22, verse 14 through 23. All right? And when the hour came, he reclined at the table, and the apostles with him, and he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat of it, eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I tell you, 
that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise the cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But behold, the hand of him who betrays me is with me on the table. For the Son of Man goes as it has been determined. But woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. And they begin to question one another, which of them it could be who is going to do this. Let's pray. Father, this morning we want to laser focus on what it means to take the Lord's Supper and the purpose behind it. God, we pray that you would remind us all, God, of the cross. The cross was not light. The cross was not flippant. Lord, we pray that you would sear the gospel into our hearts this morning so it will change our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. The Passover meal was a celebration of God's rescuing of his people from where? The Passover was a celebration of God's rescuing his people from where? Out of where? Egypt. That's right. They celebrated the Passover because there was a time when they had to put blood outside the doorpost so that the Lord would pass over. And those who would celebrate the Passover, when the blood was applied, they understood. And and so when the Jewish people and the Israelites, that happened, they went to the desert and then they began to tell that story for centuries to come. And when they had the Passover every year, it was, a, it was a week-long celebration. They just basically had a party. I mean, you guys think cruising is a week long, I mean, or a few days long. It was longer than that. It was exciting. It was a, a feast. It was a party. People threw down. They brought out all the good stuff. And then at the climax of that party was the Passover. And not only was it to celebrate what God did coming out of Exodus, but it was to highlight and celebrate the coming Messiah. And so that day when Jesus gathered to have that Passover in that random man's house, there they were, throwing down, having a party, excited to celebrate all that God had done. And Jesus changes the script. He says, guys, this Passover is special. I have earnestly desired for this moment to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. So, obviously, something special is about to take place. You see, what's about to take place is the Lord Jesus is about to disarm Satan and his minions forever. He's about to destroy death itself once and for all. That should fire us up. That the enemy has no power on the Gulf Coast, in this county, in this church, nowhere in the world except for that which God gives him. He's on a leash. He's a defeated foe. But Jesus would give his body and his blood for his disciples and the entire world for all. For all of history. It's a picture of salvation. And so a new covenant would happen. So Jesus is saying, guys, 
This is special. This is something unusual. This is not a normal Passover. And so in Romans chapter 7 to explain, Romans 7, four, verse 4 through 6 says this, Likewise, my brothers, you also have died to the law through the body of Christ, so that you may belong to another, to him who has been raised from the dead, in order that we may bear fruit for God. For while we were living in the flesh, our sinful passions, aroused by the law, were at work in our members to bear fruit for death. But now we are released from the law, having died to that which held us captive, so that we serve in the new way, of the Spirit, and not in the old way of the written code, okay? So we don't have to fulfill New Testament believers. We don't have to fulfill Mosaic law. We can have pulled pork and barbecue nachos and all that in Jesus' name. It's a new covenant, and it's a, it's a good day. We're free. We, we're, not, uh, we're not bound by the law anymore. We, we have the law to teach us how to live and, and to be a mirror for us, to guide us, but we walk in freedom. We walk in freedom. We are under a new covenant. Well, there's a church in Corinth that had twisted the meaning of the Lord's Supper. And Paul began to rebuke this church. Basically, they were having disrespectful uh, worship services. They were having disrespectful uh, Lord's Supper. They would have uh, the Passover, and they would have uh, all of these meals, house to house, and have all these parties and whatnot. And the Lord's Supper became just a personal thing, okay? Now, it is both very personal, right? Very personal, very intimate reflection for you and me to reflect upon what Jesus did on the cross. That's what this is about. But it's also, it has a twofold purpose. It's a very corporate thing in the local church, okay? It's not a Baptist thing. It's not a Catholic thing. It's not a Methodist, Presbyterian, yada, yada, yada. It is a Jesus thing meant to be here for the local church. And I'm not talking about a building. No way, Jose. The body, us. This church could wash away, but we'll still be here unless you drive somewhere, unless we all drive somewhere else. Then this church will be on the move to wherever you're going. So the body, that's us, okay? We are the Lord's body. But these people got it all sideways. And by the way, we can do that as well. They focused on themselves. They lost the corporate aspect. So corporate worship and private worship takes place. They begin to take the Lord's Supper without thinking about others. In fact, Paul implies that they rushed ahead of some people. They didn't wait on the whole group. They begin to leave out people and, and get the best, I guess, the best bread or the best fruit of the vine. First Corinthians chapter eleven, if chapter eleven, if you don't mind turning there. First Corinthians, go to the right in your Bible. First Corinthians chapter eleven is an account of what I'm talking about. First Corinthians eleven. Verse 23. 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23. Now, as you're turning there, if you are a child out in the crowd today and you're wondering why your mom and dad does not let you take the Lord's Supper, it's because of what we're about to read. 
you have to be, you have to have a moment in your life when you come to God just as you are and say, Lord, I'm sorry, I'm broken for my lifestyle of sin. And God, I need you to forgive me. And it's a powerful thing. Basically, it's when the Lord, God reaches his hand down into your life. Not physically, you're not going to see it, but you're going to feel it. It's by faith. And you repent from your sin and receive Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. Okay? And until you've done that, you cannot take the Lord's Supper. And so, adults, if you see uh, today a child and a parent arguing... That's a good thing, because that mom and dad is trying hard to do what's right, okay? So let's give, shouldn't we give them some slack? Shouldn't we help parents? I mean, ushers, shouldn't you guys, like, start asking people, do you know Jesus before you, before you just pass out the bread right in front of kiddos? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough thing. I've got scars in my life. I want to make sure that we're sensitive uh, to all of this stuff. But 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23, maybe I'm the only one. I remember my mom giving me the stare down, do not touch that bread or I will choke you. She didn't say it, but that's what she meant. She looked at me. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. Paul is going to rebuke this church. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said... This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. You see that? In remembrance of me, that's important. Notice on the bread and on the blood. This cup is a new covenant. Verse 25. This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself. And so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body, eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. But if we judged ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined, so that we may not be condemned along with the world. So then, my brothers, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. If anyone is hungry, let him eat at home. Okay, so verse 34, we take the Lord's Supper as not to catch up on your appetite. That's not what it's about. So that when you come together, it will not be for judgment. About the other things, I'll give directions when I come. So Paul just gives a, a rebuke to this church in Corinth. Now, there's many churches that believe because Jesus said these wild statements like, Unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you have no place with me in heaven. I mean, those are some radical statements that the Lord Jesus said, and he was speaking symbolically. And if you read the text, 
it's not that difficult to see that's how he was speaking. But if you take it ultra, ultra uh, literal, then you possibly could see where people think that whenever you take the, the fruit of the vine, which is we have juice or, or the bread, and you, you eat and drink and remember the cross, it's easy to see how come peop, sometimes people believe that when they take the Lord's Supper, this is transubstantiation, that it turns into the body and the blood right then and there. Okay, a lot of people believe that. It's a mystical experience, and that's what happens. We believe traditionally as Baptists that that's not what happens, that it is purely symbolic. And I think you can get that from seeing that phrase, in remembrance of me. If, it, if the in, in remembrance of me, if that wasn't in there, then we might have a different conversation. It's symbolic. It's a picture of the gospel. And if you decide that this is actually becoming the body and the blood of Jesus, then you're really disrespecting the cross. You're saying that what Jesus did on the cross was not sufficient. And so we don't want to do that. We don't want to say that. So, now, what are we going to do with this? Well, we're about to take the Lord's Supper. And this morning, as we're getting ready to take it, I know it can be weird and awkward. And I want to challenge everyone here that if, if you're not a believer, don't take it. Don't take it. It's okay. There's, there's a lot of people that probably will not take the Lord's Supper today. And if your heart's not right with God, if there's unconfessed sin in your life, either confess that before we take it or don't take the Lord's Supper. That's okay. That's okay. The Lord would rather you work on your relationship with Him than to take the Lord's Supper in a flippant manner and be disrespectful of the cross of Christ. Okay? In case you did not know, we live in a wicked nation. And God loves the world so much that He sent His one and only Son. That's good news. It's good news. And today, there's many people here, and you're, you've been deceived by the enemy into thinking that God, He's mad at you, He wants to knock you over the head, and He does not love you. Friend, let me tell you this. The Lord God loves you with all His heart. He loves you more than you love you. He loves you more than your family members love you. But he's also a God of justice. And justice means that he cannot let sin, he cannot let evil go unpunished because he's holy. And that's why Jesus took all of your stuff and my stuff and the world's stuff upon himself, upon his body. He took the wrath of God Almighty so that you could go free, so that you would have life and life eternal, so you could have a relationship with Him. So where do you stand this morning as we get ready to take the Lord's Supper? When we're passing out the elements, when we're praying, don't just let it be a time that you watch people pass around plates. Don't let it be a time to you 
try to catch the eyes of the usher and try to joke around with them. Let's laser focus right now on the gospel, on the cross of Christ, on that body that was beaten, on that blood that was poured out, that trickled down the cross. Why? Why did Jesus have to die on the cross? Because of your sin and my sin and the sins of billions. Because of how Paul wrote it out here in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, he says, In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is my new covenant in my blood. And as 1 Corinthians 11 says, The Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed, he took the bread... And when he had given thanks, he broke it. So he gave thanks. That means he prayed. And then he broke it. And then he passed it out. And if he was at Lambert's, he would have thrown it. But he wasn't. He broke the bread. And he passed it out. He says, this is my body. Do this in remembrance of me. So here's the game plan. I'm about to invite all the, the deacons up. They're going to line up in a line. And then we're going to pray. Because that's the order. Most Baptist churches don't do it like this. But we're going to change it up a little bit this morning. We're going to normally people pass it out and then pray. We're going to be, try to be as biblical as we can. The Lord Jesus prayed. Then he broke the bread. Then he passed it out. Okay? And so after we pass it out, I'll say take and eat. His body broken for us, and we'll take it together. Together, together, together. Got it? We're one church, one body, one spirit. And then after that, we will pray again. We'll give thanks for the blood. Then we'll pass it out. And then the pastor, I will say, take and drink. His blood poured out for us. It's a time of worship. That's what it's about. Do we all understand? It's powerful. There will be no, probably no other time in your life that the love of Christ can overwhelm you like when you're taking the Lord's Supper. There's just something about it, something powerful. And parents, I know it's frustrating because your kids, why can I not take the Lord's Supper? Hey, parent, the, God's just giving you an opportunity to have a gospel conversation with your child. Just give them the finger and say, hey, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. All right? I'm going to go ahead and invite the deacons up.
So now we'll take the Lord's Supper, we'll take the bread. Now remember, this is a small wafer. And it's not about the wafer, but it's what this means. It's symbolic. This symbolizes the body of the Lord Jesus. So Nick, please pray for us as we remember the body. Dear God, uh, we come together today, Lord, and we're just thankful for this time that we can go through of remembrance of what you've done for us. And God, as we take a symbolic portion of your body, Lord, uh, allow us to be able to reflect, Lord, on what you've done for us, on how your body was broken for us, Lord, and what that means for our lives and how we can apply it. God, we're so grateful for the gift you've given us. Please help us to focus on you in this time. In Jesus' name, amen. No one took his life from him, but he gave it. He laid it down. The Lord Jesus, on the night when he was betrayed, took the bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Take and eat. In the same way, next he took the cup. So now we will pass out the blood. Yeah. We will pray. We changed our order today. Um, we said we're going to pray because that's the, the order the Lord Jesus did it. 
and then pass out the elements. Okay? Wayne, could you pray for us? Almighty Heavenly Father, creator of all things, Father, you've given us this ordinance, this command to remember you as any time we partake, Father, either the bread or the wine, Father, and we just want to praise you for the provision that you've given us through your Son, Father. We thank you for the sacrifice that he's made for us. Father, as emblematic by this, by this service, Father, we just praise you and thank you. Forgive us when we fail you, in Jesus' name. Amen. like everyone to look down at this cup of juice it's a picture of the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross for you 
In the same way, he also took the cup, and after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Take and drink his blood poured out for us. Father God, thank you. Lord, thank you, God, for your sacrifice on the cross. Thank you, Lord, for what happened at Calvary. Lord, we're overwhelmed. We're thankful. Lord, help us all to preach the gospel daily to ourselves. Lord, help us remember that we serve a risen Savior and what joy that is. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.